and I was playing guitar and just sort of getting mad at myself and I was playing so much my my hands started bleeding and then it just kind of happened. Hey there, you're listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode 43, we have Dawson Shaw. Dawson is a singer-songwriter from the tiny town of Sultan, Washington, at the base of the Cascade Mountains. I first met him when we both played at the now-defunct Sea Monster Lounge open mic, and he impressed us with his refreshingly unique take on the folk singer-songwriter sound. He takes a great deal of influence from Electric Light Orchestra and Roy Orbison, among many others. He's also a total one-man operation when it comes to recording, producing, and mixing his music, which I can say from experience is not easy. And he's only 21, which I also think is pretty remarkable. Uh, So before the interview, I'm going to play a song from Dawson's album, After the Sunset. And make sure to stick around after the interview to hear a couple of his new singles as well. But first, here is his song, How Many Times. Breaking my heart and you don't really care Looking for love but you can't find it anywhere But it's already found and lost And now it's gone Heavy hearted looking for love Falling off fly through from a truck Headed down a new road Getting old Getting bold But how many times do that I love you, in that certain special way. And how many times do I have to cry till I understand what's inside? I'm dumbstruck, looking for luck, hoping that this new world won't lead to more situations. Contemplations, but if I give up right now, hoping it's somewhere somehow, love, it's gonna change me and rearrange me. Broken branches, broken hearts, folded hands and folded arms, all of this temptation and realization, configuration. But how many times do I have to say that I love you in that certain special way? And how many times do I have to cry till I understand what 
us inside And how many times do I have to say That I love you, love you, love you. In that certain special way And how many times do I have to cry That I understand what's inside And how many times do I have to say That I love you, love you, love you. In that in special way What do you uh, typically make music on? My whole setup, I have uh, two Neumann TLM-102 microphones. Oh, you got Neumann mics. I, I really invested because I wanted okay, some good yeah. sound. Uh, but, you know, I use them all whenever I record. Right, right. So it's not like they just sit there. Endless usage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put them and on then anything. when I don't, what I do is I like to put a, like a plastic bag over the top of them, and I have a little cut, so that way... It fits right over the top of the stand as well, so that way they stay covered. But like, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to cover them too much to because I want to keep them plugged in. Because I heard that constant unplugging and right, that's it. probably going to put some stress on it. Yeah, so I covered them up. Uh, Software-wise, I really kind of fell in love with uh, FL Studio uh, Producer Edition because mm-hmm. it has a lot of plugins, which is fun to use if you know you're more of a solo artist like I am. Um, right, you tend then, to tweak. Yeah, and there's a really good editing system within it for, like, editing vocals, like, if you want to change volumes of anything or, you know, it's a good... So it's just all around sort of this user-friendly kind of stuff to use uh, with a lot of cool features. Um, And then I just use a a Focusrite preamp, a Scarlett 6i6, I think. Okay, one of the classics. Yeah, no, no, it's good, you know, it's like, it's it's a good preamp, it's got good audio and works for, you know, um, someone like me, again, solo musician, so, although it is a 6i6, so I can plug in other musicians if anyone comes in for anything to record. Yeah, yeah. Although lately I've just been getting, like, every now and again I'll get somebody who does want to record, but that's, you know, between, it's not that often, but I do, and usually they're like rappers. <laughs> so, so you are, I mean, in addition to having a solo artist persona you're recording music as Dawson yeah. Shaw you're running a uh, home studio business yes yeah yeah and well I mean I basically now originally when I opened up the studio it was sort of an idea of like okay I want to be able to help other musicians get out there with their music but also you know uh, make a little money on the side too but make it cheap enough to where we both kind of yeah benefit a little from it in a way and I also get to sort of hone my craft more but you know, it's sometimes hard to get people to come out, especially where I live. So you're in... Salton. So, so like base where the, the hell ca- is that? Base of the Cascade Mountains. We're, okay. I'm out in the out in the woods. Is that Rocky and Bullwinkle country? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but... Um, no, so what it's mainly become now is... I, I get people in every now and again. Yeah, but yeah. What it's mainly become is just sort of my recording sanctuary where I can record stuff and you know, get good quality stuff and uh, produce it. And I can take as long as I want or as short as I want. Yeah. And I'm pretty retentive about how I want to do it. You know, I, I'm sure you know how it is with your own music. Course, you're always yeah. really... Yeah, you're focusing on all the, the details. And... Yeah, and in your mind, it kind of has to be this perfect sounding thing. And that's probably good, though, because then later back, you know, you can look on it and go, okay, you know, I... I guess I don't really have any regrets about how I did it. And right, right. If you ever want to do more, you can always go back and do more. So. Exactly. 
can be hard to uh, find the cutoff point sometimes. Yeah, no, when it you're can working be. on a new song. No, it certainly can because sometimes you know I'll look at a song and I think, oh, it's you know I think I think it's finished, but then I'll keep looking at it and go, no, is there anything I should add? But I also don't want to you know overkill because sometimes yeah. too much might be too much. So <laughs> uh, that's always kind of a weird thing you have to figure out of whether it's actually finished or not. Right, but, right. No, but your recordings seem to hit a pretty good balance where you you add some extra elements to it, but you don't go all out and it doesn't get too crowded or, or busy. Yeah, Stick no, to the basics. I, I've been trying to expand a little more too, though, because uh, with my music a lot of time when I'm when I'm adding other instruments or anything like that, I'll want to get experimental, but then because it's my music, I also sometimes uh, will sort of hold back, I guess, because I go, well, I don't want to... You know, do t- I don't want to take away from the song, and I feel like I sort of have to break out of that because sometimes maybe you might find something, you know. That, but I do love to experiment, so I'm always trying to figure out new cool sounds or things like that yeah, that yeah. I can do. And I'm working on a new single right now, so hopefully I can sort of get into some other stuff. And I found some cool things that I might want to add, so that could be fun. Try and figure that out. Awesome. Yeah, always developing new ideas. Yeah, for sure. So when did you? get into this stuff though writing songs and producing well producing was a relatively new adventure uh when i did my album after the sunset which is what the song how many times is on i i uh that was done before the studio even existed that was done in like my bedroom with really yeah i i still had a good microphone and i still had and you know i had an okay set up and i did it in my bedroom and i you know but from there I've, i've i've grown a lot figuring out how things can be done but uh I studied it for a while just by myself. I didn't go to school or anything. I just studied it for like a period of actually three years because I always was sort of playing with the idea of okay. I'd like to do this because I'd gone into other studios and other things and I just never felt, you know, it felt too uh, surgical almost, like this sort of feeling of like, you know, you go in there, there's a certain amount of time you have mm-hmm. and you got to pay all this money. So it was always sort it's of a very this, controlled environment. Yeah, and I always felt like I had this sort of pressure and so I played with that idea for a while of maybe I could do it myself. So I just studied it here and again. And then eventually when I really started getting into the idea of, okay, I'm going to do this. And I really got into it, read everything I could read in books on the internet, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and we self-taught. Yeah. And the same thing with music, except with music, I'd wanted to be a musician ever since I was, you know, could first blink basically. Um, it's always in you. Yeah. Except I never knew what I wanted to play until I was probably about, eight or nine, I really thought it would be cool to get a guitar because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what everybody was doing. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I got my, my parents for Christmas uh, when I was eight or nine, they bought me a, you know, a first act, like acoustic guitar. Mm. And I played it a little, uh, but I could never really, I, I didn't get into it. I just loved the idea of being a musician, but I couldn't get into it that, at that age. Right. Uh, it was more of a prop. Yeah, because I was still little, you know, I was still had other stuff going on. But um, eventually later on, uh, I sort of ended up gaining the drive to do it. And uh, I started getting more into it. I didn't actually start singing and playing, though, until I was maybe about 15 years old. Because originally I started out as a lead guitar player and mm-hmm. I would just play to CDs or tapes I'd put in of other bands. And I would just try to, like, keep up with them. Right, Not play, right. like, the same thing, but just keep up and... Uh, Eventually, you know, I was like, okay, I got to start doing my own music now. And so I started writing and it was, it started out kind of as this remedial sort of 
stuff, but then eventually I started to find my groove more and more mm-hmm. and uh you know, now I'm now I'm where I am now and <laughs> still trying to find find more grooves, I yeah, guess. Developing your sound. Yeah, those first 10 to 20 songs you write are n- never really going to be oh, shareable. <laughs> no. They, <laughs> I would say, yeah, they no, stay it, forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no, when I started, too, it was always this stuff where, I mean, I, I thought I was just, uh, I was a writing machine. I was writing mm-hmm. songs. You thought like you were 20. very prolific. Oh, yeah. And then later I looked back and I was just like, these are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Every now and again, I would write one that I thought, okay, this might work, and then I'd go back and maybe fine-tune it a little later. And I have a couple songs from when I was around 15 or 16 that that I still play. Uh, but most of my songs now are a little more, you know, up, up to where I am now right, is when right. I've been writing my more uh, in-depth lyricism and music. Yeah, so where did you develop your style like what were you listening to growing up that really struck a chord with you well uh, um oddly enough my favorite band is uh electric light orchestra oh yeah they're my favorite although i don't think you can really hear that a whole lot in my music yeah Yeah. that's very surprising yeah and i I love i love electric light orchestra but uh i don't play like them which is kind of interesting but uh I listened to a lot of soul type music okay. when I was growing up. So I listened to a lot of Bob Seger. I listened to, you know, like Otis Redding. Um, mm. And every once in a while I'd listen to some, I guess Bob Seger's a little more Motown actually, but I listened to the Eagles. I was actually named after an Eagles song. Uh, Which one? I was named after the song Doolin Dalton. And then my parents, oh. yeah, and then my parents were like, well, not Dalton, maybe not but, Dalton, but, but. We'll make it more 90s. Yeah. So, although I came before the show, Dawson's okay. Creek. So Important I want to put, put that to on make. the record. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I listened to a bunch of stuff from all the way from probably the 40s even up till up till everything nowadays too. Uh, I can't completely get into bubblegum pop that mm-hmm. much, but that's just me. I mean Taylor Swift? Uh, yeah, things like that. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, well, not for everybody. No, but I I there are some modern bands I really like though. I like Arcade Fire mm. and I like Jack Johnson, who is I do have a little similar stuff that's related to him because I listen to him a lot. Uh but, you know, everything in between that too. So mm. Now you have a very unique singing voice. I think your vocal delivery is very unusual in a good way. It's, oh, well, I appreciate. I can't it. quite pin down who you sound like in that sense, but uh, Roy Orbison. Uh, so it's I used to listen to Roy Orbison a lot too. I forgot to mention that, but uh, which in a way kind of relates to to Electric Light Orchestra because he and Jeff Lynne. Oh, the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of. My dad, when I was younger, he used to play Roy Orbison in the house a lot. So did my mom. She really liked like Patsy Cline too. So a bunch of really you know great singers. And they, my dad loved Roy Orbison, and he always told me, you know, oh, Roy, he's the best best singer there is. Best you know, you can sing like him. That's you know. And then later on in life, I started going back and listening to Roy a little more. And then I started thinking, well, you know, I wonder if I could sing that way. And then I started singing, and I realized this might actually just be my voice because I never really found my voice sort of you know sometimes it can take a little period and then out of nowhere you're kind of like oh I think this is and so I started and then I realized this is actually just how I sing really but uh 
I've been trying to get a little more rocky with some of my stuff nowadays. They're trying to get in some of that, you know, uh, a more edge grunt, the grain kind of, <laughs> you know, rough sound uh, every once in a while. But yeah, it's interesting because you you have that, you know, you can really hit the high notes, and then some of your songs have that really fast vocal delivery. Yeah, I pack I, a lot of words into. Yeah, I I, I kind of like the idea of uh, rapping to just just kind of tastefully though. You know, I'm not going to be dropping f bombs or anything. Not in my style of music, anyways. Would <laughs> be a little out of place. But yeah, I, I I like the idea of doing that. I think it can it can fit if it's done the right way. You know, and then you build it into singing and then come back to it. Uh, I like to do that, and I, my main thing when I started doing that is I really wanted to make sure that when I rapped or sang really fast that uh, I enunciated everything so that way people right, could... Right, yeah, it's still very clear to... I wanted people to be able to understand it and not just, you know, hear fast talking, basically, and miss what I'm saying. Right, uh, right. And I perform it differently sometimes when I do it live, too. Sometimes I'll sing that part, too, because, you know, live it's fun to change it up. Yeah, yeah. Work with it a little more and... Huh. I wonder if is rapabilly a genre? Is is rap ah <laughs> I don't I don't know. It could be. We I had some a while back, uh when I was much younger, I was probably around eighteen or something. And wait, how old are you now? Well I guess not much younger because I'm only twenty one, but <laughs> Okay, it, wow. It feels Just barely drinking age. Oh yeah. But uh it feels like a long time ago because a lot's happening. When you're when that you're time. that young, yeah, like eighteen to twenty one is yeah. That's forever. 18 uh, to 21 is as long as 21 to 22. Yeah. So, well, and a lot's happened in that time frame, yeah, too, yeah. you know? Like, I built the studio. And yeah, well, your, your music. Released an album and then two other singles. So it's it feels like a lot. And But at that time, I think I was, like, 17, I had some friends, and we were sort of trying to pinpoint what style of music I have because we didn't know because sometimes it sounds kind of folky, too. So trying to pinpoint it, and then we just decided to jumble all the genres together mm -hmm. into one term, and it ended up sounding kind of weird, which it, it became poultry fuck. And that doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound right at all. <laughs> so We didn't think about it when we said it out loud either, and then we realized, and we go, oh, yeah. I got to either change genres or we got to figure out a better name. <laughs> yeah. So. so yeah, you're kind of blending all these different genres, all these different influences. A lot of stuff that's kind of older yeah kind of lean towards that that retro feel and then um when you decided to record after the sunset that was just you and your your bedroom studio yeah yeah that was just me and my in my bedroom studio kind of basically feeling so, out the whole recording process yeah i didn't even know what songs i wanted to do on the album and actually there's even one song on the album i kind of wish wasn't on there anymore because i don't it's a song that I got uh, that I realized later, you know, I don't really know if I like that, but uh. I guess that's sort of the learning process of doing it. But uh, most of the songs in there, I planned out what I wanted to go on there, and I didn't want the album to be too large because I figured, well, I'll save some stuff for my next releases and next album right, right. and everything. But uh, yeah, it was just guitar, sometimes a little bass, and on like one or two of the songs, lead guitar, but it was pretty simple. And that was mainly because I was just getting into recording, and I in in my head, uh, I was I was much more conservative then about how I did things, and I didn't want to change any of the music too much. Yeah. And then later, listening back on the album, uh, I don't really regret anything, but I've certainly thought now, listening back, 
I could go back and re-release a couple of those songs and maybe put some drums and put oh, some more stuff spice on them it. up a little bit. Spice it up, yeah, and then just, you know, title it Remix okay. or something like that, you know. Yeah, that's some, uh, some people do that. Yeah, just to kind of, you know, sh- show different versions and, you know, maybe improve the song if it can be, you know, just because the first album is a little... Uh, there's not as much to it. There's a little less weight to it than the new singles I released. Very, uh, yeah, straightforward, kind of minimal singer-songwriter. Yeah. There's not much difference between listening to the album and seeing you perform yeah. with yeah. your guitar, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, like I said, though, I perform some of the live stuff a little differently than studio stuff, so there's always... you. Plus, you get to see me, you know, move around on stage. Adds a little, <laughs> adds a little flair to it, maybe. <laughs> so uh, are you performing a lot these days? I try. I, I try to. Yeah, I've 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 got a couple gigs lined up for uh, December because I like to plan out the shows I can do m- much farther in advance. So that way, you know, I have time to prepare for them, and so do the people who are setting up events and things like that. Uh, yeah, people tend to book their shows like two, three months in advance. That's what I try to do. Yeah, and then and sometimes I'm either too late or too early. So. <laughs> You know, it's kind of... I it's have either to, that or you'll get an, an email a week before. Hey, can you actually, can you fill in for yeah, this thing? No. And then yeah, no. For me, I'm always the guy, too, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. So <laughs> I think I think that's starting to be the word, too. People know that I'll take it. So yeah. But, yeah, I have a show December 9th uh, out on Green Lake, which uh, in its Green Lake pathway of, pathway of lights. So it's like hmm. this Christmas sliding festival thing around Green Lake, I oh, guess. I'm going to be neat. playing at that. I don't know what venue though. So okay. she told me to pick one and I and I told her I didn't know what they were. So it's just kind of a I guess I'll find out where I'm going to be playing at yeah, on the yeah. lake, but that should be fun. Uh and then when I don't play out at shows, I just try to do open mics and stuff cuz I still like getting out and just performing and meeting other musicians yeah. and So you're getting your bearings in the Seattle scene. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like Seattle's probably a great place to play. There's a lot of music that comes out of here, a lot of great music, and I've heard so many other great musicians. So it also sort of, I think, helps the creative juices flow when you have see a lot other... of people to collaborate with or yeah. a lot of people you see as your peers. And yeah, yeah, for kind sure. Of a, a healthy competition there. For sure, yeah. Do you want to eventually tour and play out in more and more places, or how, how do you want to kind of direct your uh your music career what are some of your well i'd for sure love to play out and travel and do tours and things um but at this point right now i'm i'm actually working on a music video at the moment or i'm planning out the process i'm doing shot lists and everything oh okay Uh, so you haven't gotten into that yet no no i'm planning out the shot lists and i and i have the equipment and because i'm going to be shooting it myself uh with a film buddy of mine and we're Mm going to you know, try our best to see if we can get this thing done in a professional way. But uh, so I'm planning out the shot list and I'm working on that other single. But once I'm done with that, I think I'm really going to try and develop my online presence just a little bit more because yeah, it seems a whole like ordeal. It seems sure. like that's how the world is starting to sort of tilt. We're going towards everything. Well, we've already been there and now it's yeah. just accelerating. Yeah. Um, which is everybody does everything online and I feel like that might be a good outlet. So I'm going to try and build that up more as much as yeah, I can. Navigate that. But I imagine are you uh writing a new song every other day and storing up all so this I'm, material? I'm, I'm kind of trying to write a new song right now, but for me it's always sort of been this 
organic kind of process where you know it either happens or it doesn't yeah um, you don't force it you're yeah you're just in the mood or you're not yeah and usually it's one of these things where it sort of just uh falls out like i'll just be playing something on the guitar or whatever and i'll be making up lyrics or something that i know or it just kind of hits yeah and it's usually the chorus that happens first mm-hmm. and i'll get the chorus and i go oh, okay okay and then it starts to kind of speed up and um the lyrics aren't ever really the hard part for me. The hard part for me is trying to get a melody for the lyrics that I really, really enjoy. So you're lyrics first. I'm 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 usually I can come up with the music fairly fairly quick if it's something I like, and the lyrics aren't uh, hard to do either. But the part that's hard for me is a melody for the lyrics. Trying to figure out how I want them to sound or how I want them to come out because mm. uh, a lot of the time I'll I'll be singing and then I'll just get upset with myself and go wow that's that's very predictable that's just too cliche yeah and I think I'm a, you're better than that what are you doing <laughs> so there was a period uh, after I wrote the song take it from me I didn't write anything new for a whole year and for me that was a big thing I felt very stagnant like I wasn't mm. moving forward and I was getting upset with myself and so for a whole year, I just had this feeling of, you know, this dark cloud, like, why can't I write anything new? Is this the last? on yourself. Yeah, and I was like, is this the last thing I'm ever going to write? Is anything ever going to change? And You're then, still only, what, like 19 or 20? <laughs> 21, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and then, you know, I was sitting around one night, and, it wa- and I was trying to force it. And I was playing guitar and just sort of getting mad at myself, and I was playing so much, my, my hands started bleeding. And then it just kind of happened. Like yeah. I just, I was forcing it and forcing it. And then I don't know where I just played something different. Cause I was like, well, this isn't working. Yeah. So I played something different than it. And then it was there. And I go, um, oh my gosh, this is it. And uh, that was the song. I don't really want to know the new single. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really like yeah. that one. Yeah. And then, and then a week later I wrote another song, which is one I'm working on right now as a single, which was, uh, is a song that's yet to be released, but it's called, uh, late last night. So cool. Cool. Hopefully that comes out well. Well, I guess, I guess we'll all find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah, it'll be out there before you know it. Yeah, that what you were describing sounds very much like uh, the story of John Lennon trying all morning to write a song. Nothing's working. Six hours wasted, and then he just lies down on the couch and oh, nowhere, man, just pops fully formed <laughs> into his head. It's so that whole album's great too. I yeah. love I love Rubber Soul, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was. It, yeah, it's usually a very organic thing where it's just it it comes up out of nowhere and I just I'm I'm surprised. I have to feel it too. That's kind of the yeah. thing like I had for a while my my family was talking to me. They're like, "Oh, just, you know, just write something, just write anything and maybe you know something else will come." And I'm like, "Oh, that that's not how it works. <laughs> not for me." I'm like, "Well, the the idea of just plugging away and even if you don't think you're in the mood or you don't expect something to come, any old thing will do yeah. and then you know like how you you got the idea for yeah i don't really want to know the i don't new really want to know you know that came because you were trying so hard on something you thought was unrelated you're just yeah plugging away you don't know if it's going to go anywhere but then that kind of maybe that gets something in you yeah. going that you're not aware of yeah and that's that's kind of how it was and it was a good feel. it was really <laughs> i i want to say i'm embarrassed but also i feel like especially maybe not especially musicians people who just really care about the thing they do it was yeah, a very any emo- kind of craft or- it was a very emotional thing when it happened because i was so relieved it was like this big weight just 
lifted off my shoulders and I was like, okay, I, I got it. <laughs> and I stopped worrying that, you know, the world was going to collapse on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, also, you're mostly somebody who does everything them, themselves, it sounds like. Yeah, I, all the music that's on the new singles as well as the album, all the producing, all of the writing, uh, all the lyrics, <laughs> all the music and lyrics, everything is done by me, so... Wow. Um, so, do you at least get an engineer or a mastering? No, I do the mastering. I do you the do everything. Mastering You're a self-contained too. unit. Yes, I am. I'm, <laughs> so you it are... gets stressful, yeah. though. I, it's a lot in your head, and then you get fuzzy, and you go, what am I forgetting? And, you know, I have to step back sometimes. You're, yeah, I mean, that. there's a lot of benefits to doing things like that, but then you're also really setting yourself up for, like, a... It's a huge getting into a black hole. Yeah, I know it can happen. I get things into things go wrong. Yeah, I know I get into these weird mindsets, you know, and I'll be staring at this. Uh, the other thing is, I've never been the kind of person who likes to sit in front of a computer for hours and hours and oh, hours. Oh, you're in the wrong game, buddy. No, no. So, <laughs> so I'll be sitting there, but it's fun though to do to do the process, and then when it's finished, you know, you're like, "Wow, I did that." Yeah, you know, I did that. So there is start to finish. It's all there's, there's reward in it. You know, it's kind of like any like I love to uh, mountaineer, and it's kind of one of those things where it's really hard. And sometimes while you're doing it, you're like, "Oh, why am I doing this?" But then you come to an opening, and there's a great yeah. view. And you like, look back on what you've done. And you're That's like, a great analogy. All that hard work, all that, and you know, now I get this, and so. That's kind of what it is. It's it's hard. Like anything that you put work into, it's not going to be easy if, if you if you care about it. And uh, and so, but in the end, you can get a good result, at least in your own eyes. If if you can be happy with it, then I guess that's the most important thing. So, is there a reason you're not bringing any other people into it at this point yet, at any well, step of the process, or are you kind of just getting a sense of how it all works um, yourself now, and then you'll kind of build up a little team later well i've always had different opinions on how i have different opinions on how how i want to do it uh i like the idea of doing it all myself because you You know that creative control yeah i get to control and i get to do it but i also love being able to talk to other people about music and play i i like jamming with people playing with other people it's really fun and i think one of the main things is just that because I live out as far I was as say, I do. It's it's hard to get people to come it's, out to Salton. Yeah. And then one of the other things is there's there's a lot of people out there too that just do music as as a hobby. Yep. You know, they're this is what I do and they can be great too. I've met some fantastic yeah. musicians. They just chose not to get into the business yeah. side of things. And yeah. they're like, Oh no, I just do it as a hobby and I think to myself, Man, <laughs> you're very good at your hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um and for me it's like, you know, I, it's it's what I breathe. And uh you know, sometimes I'll meet musicians where, I, where they're really good and I want to get together with them. And for them, it's not, they don't feel the same way, you know, so they don't yeah, want to yeah. do the collaboration. Or they're like, I have time from 4 to 5.30 on yeah. Saturday the 28th. <laughs> yeah, and, and then sometimes even that day isn't free. Yeah. So it's kind of, so I've, I've, I've kind of, I, I do a lot of it myself because I know I can rely on me. And, uh, you know, I do like the creative control, but, you know, I'm sure if I ever met someone who was really into it the way I was and they I, I feel like they'd probably want to have a similar style too yeah yeah uh, that you know there could definitely be some collaboration and some and possibly something more would would blossom out of that but uh, you know it's it, it's one of those things where it can take time yeah so. it happens when it happens yeah yeah I I've kind of been there I 
mainly value collaboration when it comes down to like uh, you put the song together, but getting that overall polish in terms of mixing yeah. and then the mastering of it, I've ended up uh, delegating that to certain yeah. people that I have a relationship with. But yeah, I mean, before that stage, it really is, if you know your way around Fruity Loops or something, you can... Yeah. No, and there's there's a lot of good programs within it, too, that um, that you can use to... Ma- it has a mixing and a mastering... Uh, sweet. Sweet in it. So does, yeah. And it's and it's a good one. So and and even as I've every time you know, you're constantly learning stuff, even if let's say you've been doing it for fifty years. Yeah. You're learning stuff new every day. That's just how things are. You know, you learn new things depending on who you're working with or what your next thing is going to be, if it changes at all from the last song you did. And uh so even like on this new single I'm doing now, you know, you're I'm constantly learning new ways to do things, and uh, already since my last singles, my my, or at least since my single "Take It For Me" when I did, I don't really want to know the mixing and mastering. I did, you know, I I I found a better way to do things, and I I learned a little, and you know, I was able to um, make the overall audio louder without taking away any yeah. quality. Distorting you know. it or something. Yeah, and and I and I learned ways to, uh, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. It's it's you know I'm always growing and learning stuff. Sure. And, yeah, I mean it seems like something you're pretty interested in anyway. The yeah, kind of, the, I, the technical aspects of it. Yeah, and I, I don't know all the all the uh, exact lingo for all of it, and I don't claim my. Oh, it's a total rabbit role. hole too. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's some there's a lot of strange strange things, but. Uh, I feel like I, I know my way around it well enough to be confident that I can maybe release something that sounds at least halfway decent. <laughs> uh, totally. So, and then with music, I'm self-taught too. With wow, the so never any lessons or no. songwriting lessons or nothing. No, no, totally self-taught. It was one of those things where I was just uh, trying to find what I like the sound of on the guitar. You know, I was teaching myself chords and and lead and all that stuff and then i'd come across something i'd go hey guys look i figured out something new and everybody'd be like well it's not new but (laughs) (laughs) your take on it could be new yeah well the way i did you know i found it (laughs) yeah in a sense that's pretty cool so so what is your favorite uh electric light orchestra song my favorite electric light orchestra orchestra song so it's between two but i well I have two kind of, but the the one would probably be a song called Sweet Talking Woman. Okay. I love that song. It's a good one. And then the other one I really like is uh, called Telephone, Telephone Line. Telephone Line. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yeah. I like your your voice is different and you don't have all this yeah. lush 70s production or whatever, but I feel like your song's going to have the same sort of like jubilant energy that yeah, that well, group has there is there are there are plenty of things i've taken from you know jeff lynn which is you know I, I i always enjoyed the idea that he did write all the instrumental stuff for his he wrote all the music oh, yeah, he was a total studio nut yeah he and he, and he was in charge of the situation you know when he was with the wilburys he wrote a lot of their stuff too and he produced for other people and yeah he, yeah and he tried to you know he got his he got his uh he got his hands into what everybody was doing, kind of, but uh, not in a bad way or anything, you know. And uh, he produced a Beatle. He did, and uh, so I, uh, I kind of took from that as in like, well, you know, if 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 he did it as good as he did it, you know, because he wrote a lot of really catchy 
stuff, I thought, well, man, I could, I could maybe try and at least, you know, do something like that. Yeah. So, and that was kind of the inspir a little inspiration there is that you know he could do it all of all yeah, himself. Wear all those different hats. Yeah, and that was kind of a thing. I thought, well, that would be a cool thing to be able to do too. That I could learn all this stuff, and even if I do get band members later or anything like that, I'll at least know my way a little bit around the other stuff too. So collaboration in a way might even be easier because we'll be able to talk about the same thing and Absolutely, understand the yeah. same thing. Oh. You know, that's that's uh, what I try to do, and I just try to hone and hone in on all of those and, you know, learn more and more yeah. every day. No, sounds like you're in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I look forward to when that third single is is coming out. Yeah, I do too. I can't exactly put a date on it because I'm still... Yeah. Um, you don't, don't want to try to guess too early when it's going to yeah. come together. Yeah, usually I don't know if this is a musician's secret or not because yeah. I live, you know, out in the jungle. But, <laughs> but uh I, I actually, whenever I release a new single, I always say, oh, yeah, this new single, it's coming out at this time. Usually I have the song already finished at that right, point, right. and then I'm just like, well, I'll release it at this time. I mean, it's like, uh, it's another part of the process. It's like you're creative with how you make the song, and then you also put some kind of creative energy into how you release it or yeah, and promote it. It's it's its own yeah, and I think that's challenge. that's an area where I do have to get a little stronger at learning how to promote things better. And I've been watching how other musicians, including uh, Niagara Moon, oh, little me, yeah, I've been I've been watching how other musicians promote things and how they do it, just to sort of understand that area a little better. Because um, I feel like that's an area where I'm lacking a little bit, and just trying to figure out how to how to get it out there and sh and and try and convince people that it might be something they want to listen yeah. to. Yeah, it takes um, time to navigate that stuff to figure yeah. it out. And then, you know, I have a I have the website, so I tr so I use that sort of as the main hub for everything and I put everything on there and try and promote that as well, so as much as I can. Yeah, from what I've gleaned and I'm still very much in the same place trying to work out this stuff, but uh being able to define who you are artistically or what you represent, what you're offering to a potential listener, like being able to really sum that up well is kind of the name. I, they call yeah. it branding, I guess. Yeah, no, and I, well, <laughs> yeah, so, well, when I was originally much earlier trying to even just come up with the branding name for myself, right. like, you know, there's you have Niagara Moon and there's all the, uh, you know, everybody kind of has their thing. For a while there, I just wanted to be called Dawson. I just nothing I, wrong with that. No last think. name. You got a cool name. And, I, and so I thought, well, that would be cool if I just did the first name. And then everywhere I played, I would have somebody, you know, an open mic host or someone running the the soundboard or anything like that. They would introduce me, and they go, okay, you know, before the, you know, they'd hold their hand on the mic and they'd go, okay, well, you know, what's your, what what do you go by? And I'm like, well, I, I go by Dawson. They're like, all right, well, what's your last name? I'm like, well, I just go by my first name. Right. Like, it's just it's just like Dawson. Madonna. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, what's your last name anyways? So I go, okay, Shaw. And they go, all right, Dawson Shaw, everybody. Oh, so, come on. So, and it happened every time. So eventually I just said, well, I guess that's who I am. I'm just going to be me. It's got a nice ring to it anyway, Dawson Shaw. So, yeah, so I, that was sort of the the beginning of the name, I guess, yeah. for, for the music. And with the other branding stuff, when it comes to like the internet-based stuff, like I said earlier, I'm just trying to grow stronger in that and sort of build the online presence more yeah, and yeah. more. Figure it out as you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, your stuff definitely has something to it, so I really hope it oh, reaches well, I appreciate the right ears. That. <laughs>
And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That was the one and only Dawson Shaw. I very much look forward to seeing where he goes from here. So uh, I know I say this every episode, but if you like the podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes and uh, leave a rating or even a review if you're feeling up to it. And uh, if you want to send me an email, the address is tatppodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for talking about the passion is the Niagara Moon song, Eating Peaches, off my 2017 album, Eating Peaches. To finish up the episode now, I'm going to play a couple of newer singles from Dawson. We'll hear his song, I Don't Really Want to Know, followed by Take It From Me. You guys have a good Thanksgiving, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. And I just want to believe